Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert's here floating around producing this thing with a red background. We're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all sports betting needs. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have every sport. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, there are a ton of great national days for me to bring to your attention today, but I think I'm going to land on this one. Okay. Happy National If Pets Had Thumbs Day to you. If Pets Had Thumbs. Yeah, we can take this day to imagine what life would be like if our animal friends had that extra digit. I don't know if you're drinking Irish whiskey there, but it is uh, National Irish Whiskey Day. It's oh. National Moscow Mule Day, Old Wine Day. Oh, quite a lot of alcohol today. Uh, there is, yeah. Um, so much. National Unplug Day. Oh, man, Unplug? It's just, uh, yeah, National I Want You to Be Happy Day. It's National... Employee Appreciation Day. I mean, the list is running Joe just, over. Joe just had a list today. He was like, "I heard your criticism, Chris, earlier in the week. I'll give you them all today." World Wildlife Day. You know, cup runneth over. Hey, did you see? It the, really does. Did you see the um, the viral tweet about the guy who replied to Robert Irwin about his dad? Did you see that, Steve Irwin? This is a Wildlife Day. He's like, no, I didn't see this. He's like, all jokes aside, I miss your daddy for real. And it was like, it, it blew up because everybody, and it was what was really cool about it, it was like all different people from all different like cultures and backgrounds and countries. And they're all like, yeah, Steve was the bomb. Like, Dude. for real, Steve was the bomb. <laughs> I, I watched a, a reel the other day with Steve Irwin because that's how my phone curates content. It's a lot of animals. Um, it's all the herbie. He was, Yeah, it's it's all of that. Um the the video was him holding a python as he would say it a python um and my wife literally just walked in here and she knows i'm recording hello lorraine welcome to the podcast hello she's here uh she knows she knew i was recording she made the decision to come in and bring me this iced coffee i'm not mad about it it's a national iced coffee day it's it is now it is now um he's like this python won't bite me it knows that I'm not big enough for, for it to, to actually eat me. It won't bite me. And then this python just lays into his neck. <laughs> he's like, we got to cut. We got to cut. It was a great scene, man. Uh, but, man, Steve Irwin, he's the, he's the man, dude. He's yeah. he's His legacy he, lives on in my world. I'll tell you that. You he, know that. He, Chris knows that, too. Yeah. You can't say, you can't say wildlife and me not think of Steve Irwin. No, nah, man. Absolute the goat. King. There the is... King. So I, that's what we landed on the National uh, Wildlife Day. Because it is an excuse to talk Steve about Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, and I'll take any excuse. Also, Crit? National Cold Cuts Day, Kyle, for you and mm. your uh, your deli ends. Mm. You know, we always like to celebrate that when we can. Chris, Go you ahead, had something Chris, to contribute. Sorry, I was just going to say, you always know it's going to be a good day when you have a a message in your Instagram inbox and it says "video sent from Joe Marino" because that means he is doing <laughs> a Steve Irwin impersonation when he sees wildlife out in of the, the wildlife at his yes. house. That's when. Yeah. That's when you know it's going to be a good day. <laughs> been a dry spell lately it's, boys i gotta get back on the golf course run into some some it's creatures been a while yes it has been a while yeah. um joe lives uh, in charlotte had an actual lizard in his house one time though <laughs> yeah well, it was like a i think it was a gecko it was like blue and black was it a skink cool looking thing one in the skink may skink some type of you know uh yeah some type of lizard you know hold on I, i'll do the research okay. here but oh gosh well welcome in everybody salamander uh, apologies for the voice today here on the show um 
But uh, takes on takes, two truths and a lie. The first two truths and a lie for March, so a clean slate. And uh, we will uh, do that at the end of the show. But we got a bunch of takes to get through here at the beginning. First take from Zach. Put all combine participants in full pads. I don't care how fast you are or how high you can jump in your underpants. The games aren't played in skivvies. This gives evaluators a better idea how you move on the field. Skivvies. That's the word that was used here, yes. Skivvies. I, I like, like that. that. How do you spell that? I, I'm kind of no, curious. Skivvies spelled S-K-I-V-V-I-E-S in the tweet. Mm. Yeah, I was not going to. That was I was out in the spelling bee if, if I was given that for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's some there's some, some truth to what he's saying, but I, I think where it still becomes meaningful is everyone's in the same circumstances, right? They all got spandex on. It's not like some guys do or don't, right? So you're at least measuring guys under the same circumstances. But um, I, I don't know. Like, I guess here's what would be interesting is if if a player lined up to today or whatever to run a 40-yard dash and had full pads on, I don't know what that means, right? I only know what it means if you run it in spandex, in, in right? Because that's all I've ever seen in your skivvies. Now I, we have the GPS stuff, which is giving us some correlation between forty-yard dash times. But like in all reality, I don't, I don't know how to measure that. So I would need, we, I would need a huge sample sizes of data for me to now know what that means. Now Chris is getting a drink dropped off to him in the podcast studio. What just happened yeah, there? Chick Fil A yeah. here, my girl. But your what your, is your wife brought you iced coffee? <laughs> my girlfriend bought me Chick Fil A today, so that's what we're doing here on the show. What is uh, happening, Kyle? I'm home, I'm home alone. Well, sucks to suck. <laughs> All right, those are the napkins. Okay, is that oh. it? Is that everything? Okay, thank you. All right. Lonely, I am so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I have no body. This is literally, I don't think either of those things have ever happened Bring in the history of recording drink. draft dudes. Yeah, and they both came on the same That's day. Right. Um, Joe, I agree with you. The roadblock is correlative data, right? The whole point of the combine is to collect data and put players into buckets based off of historical trends. And yeah, we, you, you would have to run skivvies and pads <laughs> parallel for like a significant amount of time, significant amount of seasons before you could do away with skivvies altogether. Yeah. Speaking of skivvies, can you describe oh. the can you describe the lizard to me one more time? I mean, I could get the video. I'm right, sure just, I, you, you, I have all these. I, I just want to know the colors it that was, you invoke. It was it, it was black, and then as it got to the tail, it was like this purplish blue southeastern oh, five line skink. The the Eagle Scout correctly identified great herping skills, Kyle. Plestiodon inexpectus. Excuse me. Oh yeah, what is it? Bless you. Yeah. What up? What do we need to know about their habitat? Uh, the southeastern five line skink, like the five line skink, uh, has five light hmm. stripes on its back and a narrow middle stripe that differentiates it from other species of lizards in, in North Carolina. Adult males of the southeastern five-line skink develop orange-brown coloration on the head during the breeding season, while juveniles okay. have bright so blue that. tails that fade as they age. Okay. The southeastern five-line skink has climbing skills, but spends most of its time on the ground. The average adult male is five and a half inches and may reach a maximum length of eight and a half inches. Uh, they can live up to six years in the wild and 10 years in captivity. Uh, I would like to bring a take to the table. Yeah. What do we have Excuse like the me? worst take of the That's week? That's not how this works. I know, Chris. Just let so me. So we have the Teddy this. Award, and then we have the Justin yeah. Smith Award, which is for the worst take of the week. Okay, the Justin, Justin Smith. Smith Award. I have a nominee. Just came across my Twitter timeline, uh, courtesy of Tashawn Reed. Uh, covers the Raiders for the, for the athletic. athletic. Tashawn's good, yeah. so I'm, I'm a little uh, concerned. Well, but this is not good. Um, he quote tweeted a picture of the St. Elmo's. Uh, shrimp, shrimp cocktail. cocktail and said said shrimp cocktail is ass and I gotta tell you shrimp cocktail has been very polarizing this year on the timeline mm. I will say there's been more people there's been more advocates against shrimp cocktail yeah. it's the shri- hate, it's, hate that for them it's the shrimp in, the shrimp in general are the size of the cups on my headphones that's the size of the shrimp for those Elmo's. of you that's not mere Chris, uh, that would be the Bose uh, headphones. The over ear headphones, yeah. like yeah. that's the size of the shrimp that St. Elmo's serves. Yeah, they're, good, they're good size. Yeah. This take good size, Joe. They're freaking lobsters. This take from AJ. If Houston thinks their guy at quarterback is in the draft, they should take him. 
He can sit behind Mills a year if necessary, as there's no expectation to win right away, and you can't predict future opportunities to get someone else. I agree. I agree as well under the condition that you actually follow through and don't play him. If you're just going to play him, then what are you doing? I would, I would like to I would like to ask AJ a very important question. Very important question. If you are the Texans ready to take if your guy if you have a guy that you think is just overwhelmingly the guy that's that's great. I'm I'm happy for you. You should take him. But give me give me a recent example. Give me a recent example of a team doing what you said to do in the take that is picking that high in the draft. You can't do it. Doesn't Trey exist. Lance. Right, but but okay. I, I just did it. I, I just no, did no. It. I appreciate. I, I just did it. I appreciate the example. He's going to say the 49ers were ready to pick the forty. The forty. He's going to say they traded up. The 49ers did. The 49ers had three things going for them. They were ready to take a quarterback. They traded up, and they also had a roster that was ready to win right now. And so they just went with Jimmy G. They were good. They already guess what? You could say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They sat him for a year. One, they moved up to ten, and two, they already had Alex Smith, so they were good. Houston doesn't have that. Jalen Hurts sat. As a rookie, the last two quarters. Oh, Joe, don't do that. He picked in the second, second round. He's giving him low-hanging fruit. Second-round selection, Joe, not the spirit of the take. Tom Brady sat in his first year, boys. Fifth-round selection a decade ago. The question Same, I asked. Sixth round. Sixth round, six round two decades ago. The question I asked was, somebody picked that high recently? <laughs> it didn't play? Um, and the team wasn't ready for a quarterback? Right, yeah, it's, right. Chris, you, you got a point. So you can draft him, but you have to follow through on that. And I'm here to tell you, three weeks into the season, they don't when do Davis it. Mills is throwing three picks a game, they're going to ask for that quarterback to start. <sighs> uh, could you play the whole clip out, please? Because it makes my point for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris is also trying to recover from a yeah. cough. Yeah, I'm try, trying to bring, yeah, bring We're not helping strong. him at all. Yeah, because no. you, you have the take. I know, but you could have, like. <laughs> so we can't, we can't help you. So I just tried to pick a sound bite that was Thanks. readily available. Thank that you. was mildly. Thank you. Mildly appropriate. Thanks, thanks, Rex. Take from the Weekly Huddle podcast. Take. The 2022 defensive rookie class was the best in the last decade, at least. Say it again. Which year? The 20, 2022. 2022. So last year's draft class. 17 is the one you measure it against, right? With Lattimore, Trey White, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, uh, Dory Jackson, Marlon Humphrey. It's just DBs. Yeah. Okay. So let's do the thing. Sauce Gardner's amazing. Right, we could get get that out of Super the way good. early. Super good player. Stingley dealt with some injuries, mm-hmm. played in a not ideal system with the Lovey Smith cover two. I think he'll probably be better in the D'Amico Ryan system. I think that's probably a fair expectation. Kyle Hamilton, very good, dude. Dude, it's it's seventeen. It's not close. It's seventeen. Don't don't yell at me. Oh, but like I didn't. I, didn't I, don't, I know that we're doing the thing, and I hate to interrupt you, but it's like I, I have the full list now. And Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey, Adoree Jackson, Jabril Peppers, Trey White, Buda Baker, Marcus May, Marcus Williams, um, Shadobia Wuzie, Akella Witherspoon, Shaq Griffin, John Johnson, uh, Cam Sutton, like Eddie Jackson, Rayshon Jenkins. Demonte Casey, Desmond okay. King. Okay, it's it's this one, right? It's enough slices. It's it's this one. <laughs> I wish I 17. had that on the soundboard. That would have been an amazing. I would have been an amazing <laughs> pull, but I don't. We'll live to fight another day. Fight on, my men. <laughs> it's I seventeen. Mean, it's seventeen. You've proven your twenty-two point. is good, right? But like. Especially when you get it like Tariq Wollin and Kobe Bryant. Imagine and, being yeah. surprised Tariq Wollin's good. I, you know, Kyle, I only the NFL think about that. Only the NFL every day. Six three corner that <laughs> runs a four three has unlimited potential because he's only played corner for two years. Fifth round. <laughs> I sat there and doing? like hyped him up as like I think the Bills should be thinking about Tariq Wollin in the first round. I said those things. I mocked them. Good. What a, what a great receipt for you to be able to catch. Yeah, that, that aged really well for you, Joe. 
Yeah, you know, squirrels and blind nuts and all that stuff. The NFL's here picking Stanley Jean Baptiste in the top 50. (laughs) And we'll pick Tariq Woolen in the top four rounds. Make it make sense. You can't. Dane Belton goes higher. Leave Dane Belton alone now. At least compare apples to apples here. You you just dropped a nickel corner and a a third safety. (laughs) DBs, man. DBs, man. Sorry. Let's take from Aaron. Got take it. the NFL should take a look at how the NHL handles the draft. Everyone understands. I don't know anything about how that handles. Yeah. It. Tell, tell no us clue. all about it. <laughs> Everyone understands wanting to protect younger athletes, but in the case of a Marvin Harrison or a Caleb Williams, it only makes sense for the NFL to pull back its restrictions on player age by at least a year for players to be eligible to be drafted in the first round. Wait, well, how does this work? You have to be a certain age to get picked in the first round in the NHL. So you want to talk about apples and oranges. Comparing the way the NFL does their draft to to the way the NHL does their draft is like apples and like give me something like that's not even healthy in comparison to an apple. Ice cream. Yeah, it's like apples and ice cream. Like the NHL has feeder leagues in Canada that players can get drafted from, multiple feeder leagues that they can get drafted from. They can also get drafted out of college, but can return to college with the teams retaining their rights. Like I've seen this to to I've say this, to yeah. say that the NFL should follow the NHL model is is just is you're adding complications where complications don't need to be made. Do we feel like the the NFL model is bad? No. Like what is it? We want guys to be eligible sooner. I feel like that's that the biggest argument that I get is that right? People bring up. Leonard Fournette was ready to play in the NFL the day oh, that he graduated from high woo. school. Right? We like, woo. We woo. We woo. This is fun. This is fun. Via our, is okay, fun. I don't know via what our friend, Ryan Fowler of the Draft Network. Pit, pit running back, Israel Abandacanda. Is he? Has had formal meetings with the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Saints, and the Broncos per source. Ryan Fowler. This is a wee-woo. This is a wee-woo. Let's go, because Izzy is a top five running back in the class. Oh, wow. That is a take. Izzy Abanacanda will be a top five running back. Top five. Top five. Top five running backs of the 2023 NFL Draft. Coming in at number five. Izzy Abanacanda. He's big and fast. Name... Name name five backs you'd rather have in this class other than Izzy Banacan. B. John Robinson. Okay, that's correct. Jameer Gibbs. I'll give you Jameer Gibbs as well. Um, put Tajay Spears in there? Isaiah Sharp. I did the show. Oh, you, I, you know, I even tried to bail you out. Joe, you hadn't done it in months, and your friends just Come said the name. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Come after me. Okay, here's here's the deal. I can look at my board and tell you where he lands. So right. I'm just going to do I'd, that. I'd be willing to bet you have him too low, but it's probably because you have I mean, guys. I've done the full write-up. I I've understand. done the work I, on Izzy. I'm, He's going to run really fast this weekend. Right. I would guess you have him RB7 would be my guess. I bet you have Charbonnet in front of him. I bet you have Spears in front of him. I bet you have. I don't know if you have Zach Miller or Zach Evans in front of him or not. Zach Miller, she's you, now you got me going on old pass catchers instead of young running backs. Do you have it? Do you have a, it? Do you have it? Yeah, that was. A, I mean, that was just an all-time great job of you, filibuster. Yeah, I knew you needed it. So, are are you ready though? I am ready. Okay. Bijan Robinson one, Jameer Gibbs two. Yes. Kenny McIntosh, three. Ooh. Ooh. Zach Charbonnet, four. Tyje Spears, five. I, I'm not telling you the rest. Uh, no, the, then it would, the, those were the players in my TDM 100 ballot. And then it would be that I would open up the conversation for an Izzy Abanacanda. Okay, so RB6, you feel, is the ceiling. Would you like to reconsider Kenny McIntosh? Yeah, I got to do the full work on Kenny McIntosh. So, yeah, I do think that's fair. Okay. 
I think he's top okay, five running back. But don't don't you feel what are the two most important traits for running back? Vision and contact balance. Yeah. You feel like those are assets of Izzy Abanikan is like those are for the, strengths. Okay. I'm putting Izzy through a very specific lens. And the very specific lens is the skill set that's required to run Mike McDaniel's offense. And he can find a crease in, in scoop. Right. That's all right. you need. Crease and scoop, baby. That's it. Okay. I hope I hope all your dreams come true when you get Izzy. Yeah, Joe, because Joe's not thre- Joe's not threatened at all by Izzy Bannacanda. Print the t- so go he's ahead. like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Print the jerseys. Print the t-shirts. <laughs> right. Print the t-shirts. You can always Grease know how I really feel about a player going to a team. Give me the t-shirts. Ba- based on based on your appetite of then going to the Jets or Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. How do I feel about that? Oh, and I always let you know. Well, that's that's what set me off earlier in the week because I sent you my off-season blueprint, which I'm working on for the Dolphins 53-man roster. I'm going to spoil it. To I, the whole I sent you the whole thing, out. and you said, yeah, go ahead, lock that in. Yeah, I've, seen, I'm like, I've seen it too. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you mean that through the lens of like, no. go ahead? I'm not intimidated at all by that being your 53-man roster. No, I thought you, it was a good. I or, thought it was a good team. I thought you assembled a good, it was a, and what I appreciated about it is it felt realistic to me. Well, and that's my goal, right? Is, yeah. is I, I'm doing everything from salary cap this year, salary cap next year, a mock draft, trying to project what players are going to be worth in free agency. It's not like I took three of the top five free agents and said, we're going to get them to sign in Miami for $9 million a year because it's, you can, they got the best the uh, situation in the leagues, according to the NFLPA. No, they Man, were number they two. They, they were number two. There. Their facilities were ranked number two in the NFLPA. Behind, what I think, the, I think the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, space, oh, you don't have daycare or something? Yeah, space, yeah, for, space family. for family. They said the post-game area for congregation for family was a little limited. Dude, that was like, reading through that was one of my favorite things I've done in a long did time. It surpri- okay. like, did see- it surprise you who was at the bottom of the list? No. Didn't, su- no. didn't surprise no, me it one bit? No. no. But like, just the different quirks, like, what are the Cardinals doing here, man? Charging players for meals and stuff like that, boxing up dinner charging them for stuff if they they take it out of your paycheck to go into the facility and work out dude this is i love that this information exists because the players deserve it and the teams deserve it like these gms and owners that are now gonna have to answer questions like dude i love this so much where the bills and where were the Jets? Uh, they I, were ninth, I, I, I saw kind of the bottom bottom and i saw the top top and that was it the jets were like the the bills were middle of the road i think they were like 18 or 19 Okay. The, the Dolphins were, were ninth, second. They got a, if you guys yeah, didn't see that. No, we saw. They were really, really good. The Bills were ninth. I think their overall grade was like an A minus. The one, the one that they got a D in travel. Um, it's a hard it, place to travel out of. So I get it. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> this past year. They had right. like two games right. like rescheduled. And like, it was only, to, like, it was only a two year sample size, right? And did they play a game? Like, didn't they play a game out of market last year? Um, not a thing. Or, I, or it was I, recent history they played in Detroit. They've had a lot of scheduling quirks, but like they had to like fly into like Rochester and like bus back. Like they had a really bad situation, but they were one of the teams that have like, I think a certain age threshold. You have to have a roommate. Um, really? Yeah. Like on the road. And that would, that would bug me. That would bug so me. So if you're under a certain age, they give you a roommate. Yeah. I think like first or second year players had to have a roommate. I think a lot of teams that wasn't true. There was a small amount of teams, like I, maybe eight or nine teams I, that had to I have can roommates. See, for I can see that. It's tough because you'd like to put a player that's in their first or second year with a player who's not in their first or second year and give them a mentor, right? Yeah, like, what are you actually accomplishing here? Right. But, putting two young guys together right, to bitch about that, have, to, they have well, to be and together. That's what it feels like, right? Because no, right. no, no 10-year vet's going to be like, yeah, put me with the rook. Like, yeah. I'll share a room with him. Yeah, Von Miller and Boogie Basham aren't aren't, aren't right. rooming together, you know. Right, <laughs> that ain't happening. It's it's Bo- so. Boogie and Greg, right? Like that's right or, or AJ, <laughs> right? Something like that. Yeah. Well, that was fascinating. The Rats with the Jaguars, man. Come on now. Everything we about everything on there's the one team list. that didn't have a sauna. How do you not have a sauna? Your pro football team. Not only a what pro, hell, you're, you're not just a pro football team. Like you're an NFL franchise. So. <laughs> right. All right, sorry. Justin. This is the last take for two truths and a lie because that could take a while. Justin Smith is back. Right. Okay, is he going to reclaim the title? Well, he's coming after me. So, but oh, I like it. 
Sorry, Chris. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. (laughs) If Carr wants the best shot at making the playoffs and winning, he should seriously consider the Panthers. What's that? The division is horrendous. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? That was Kyle's best play yet. These are mostly been really annoying. That was good. But this was nicely done. Yeah, he would be good. the clear, clear best quarterback, and if they <laughs> sign him, they can spend draft picks on weapons for Frank Reich and Carr to use. I know the Jets roster is better, but what quarterback wants to enter the AFC with Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert? If he joins the AFC East, he would be smarter to call the Dolphins. Justin Smith with the Teddy take of the week. Can I can I butt in here for just a second? Sure. I would yes. I would like to endorse Joe's move to give this to Teddy. Justin is one thousand percent correct that if if the only thing that matters to Derek Carr is putting himself in the best position to make the playoffs, you pick an NFC team. This is why I don't think Aaron Rodgers is moving. There's no reason for him to go to the AFC and ask to put more pressure on himself. I have a question. How close are the Saints in this three team race to the Panthers? as far as talent available and ability to contend to win the NFC South with, with Derek Carr at the helm. Because I would argue that the, the Saints have generally better talent and roster right now than the Panthers do. I don't know if you agree with you that know, or Kyle? not, Joe. There'll come a day in the future where we'll have that conversation and we will really hash it out. Okay, so you're abstaining I'm... for now. Okay, could we do it really quick? Skill players. Okay, which skill players? Jets. No, between the between the Panthers and the Saints only. Oh, it's it's not the Panther. Panthers and the Jets, I thought. Wait, is this Panthers and the Saints? I was asking Saints, yes. Oh. Panthers and Saints. Skill players? Yes. Saints. Offensive line. Saints. Right. Okay, so now the offense, the Saints sweep. Yeah. Front seven. We'll do front seven and secondary. We'll keep it two and two. Saints have Jordan. The D-line's better for... Carolina, the linebackers are better for the Saints. Demario Davis. Right. Demario Davis and Pete Warner is better than Shaq Thompson and Freddie Louvu. Okay. So do, do you want to go? And Freddie Louvu is a nice Fr- It's Frankie Louvu, not respect. Freddie Louvu. Whatever his name is. Uh, and then the secondary. It's the Saints. So the, Saint, the Saints just generally off the top of our head have an advantage of three of the four categories. And I think if you boiled it down to more, Coaching staff. Panthers. Uh, the the on, Panthers man. have a really nice staff. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, I that's that's my put my pushback is not with not going to the Jets because I agree with the general perspective of the AFC landscape versus the NFC landscape, especially in the South where feel, things feel like they're gonna be wide open. But it's more of the I think the Saints are the better landing spot for Carr to go play in than the Panthers. Are we factoring in enough Chris raised his the hand flexibility to too. make moves the rest of the offseason that I think favors the Panthers? Well, it does. So, like, but, when but it's all said and done, all, this could... Based off what we know right now. Because yeah. that's the information Derek's but making a decision shift. on, right? He's only making it on right. the information that we all have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of quarterbacks on the move, I did the thing. I listened to the entire hour and 30-minute podcast that Aaron Rodgers did with Aubrey Marcus. How'd that go? That was... Yeah. I have a, what I will, was that like? I will say this. I have a greater appreciation for the way Aaron thinks about life and football and everything like that. It's just exhausting that that's like the, the type of effort he puts into everything <laughs> in his life. I appreciate it. Like if I could ever reach that level, I feel like I'd be so much more productive. But like it just sounds exhausting on the other end of it. I will tell right. you this. Everything about that podcast tells me, one, he's coming back. And two, it's going to be for the Green Bay Packers. He's just got to okay. dig deep inside himself and touch all the feelings that he felt. Yeah, in the I, I saw that was the quote. In context, it's a little bit better than the way it's made out. I'm sure. I'm sure it is because that's the world we live in, right? 
Correct. Let me take this one abstract well, comment. And that's why I listened to the whole hour and 30, and I have a greater appreciation for Aaron. Again, Good everybody knows how I feel about Aaron coming to the Jets, but I have a greater appreciation for it. Um, okay. Two truths and a lie. Check the chat, boys. Check the chat. Uh-oh. We got, we got a buzzer beater here. Oh, you want to talk about a buzzer beater? This might derail the whole rest of the show if this is what I think it is. Uh, it, it might. I don't know. I'm just opening the link now. My computer's so, having a real hard so time. So this is, this is Sarah Ellison, who I guess covers the, the uh, Ravens in some capacity. Eric DaCosta on problems drafting wide receivers. Quote, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. Dot, dot, dot. We're going to keep swinging. Rashad <laughs> Bateman has quote tweeted this tweet and has responded. Oh, allegedly. Al- allegedly. Allegedly, this is just a screenshot, but it is from a verified account on Twitter. So I... I tend to believe that this is true yeah but you can put you can make that text say whatever you want in that screenshot if you photoshop all right hold on hold on as the producer of the show i I, feel like i i feel i I don't i don't i don't know the individual who shared i see no no it's not a screenshot it's a legit from rashad bateman i have it right here so it is a confirmed tweet from okay Okay. this is just this is a big deal so i want to make sure (laughs) right that we have our ducks in a row here yes i'm on rashad somebody screenshot it because wisely this is probably gonna get deleted but it is right now on Rashad Bateman's verified Twitter. How about account. you play to your player strengths and stop and end end with an ampersand. Stop pointing and, fingers. And. Stop pointing the fingers at us in number eight. Blame the ones you let do this. We take heat twenty four seven and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Wow. Okay, it's going well there. Teddy, take of the week. Oh, wow! That's a- <laughs> no, no. Justin Smith gets it. Justin, which Smith, is wild. Which is considering where he was. I a love week that ago. about that. Yeah, right. The and redemption story is all redemption stories. Oh, Rashad yeah. doubled down. He then followed up his own tweet with his own tweet that says, "Since we speaking, oh Rashad's gloves off, baby." Rashad's like, "I don't care." Okay. Okay. Well, free Rashad. Who's going to free him? <laughs> is it that time? It is. Two truths and a lie. All right. Kyle, it's your, it's your part of the show now, so. I'm, I'm going first. Just, just once, Joe, I would like when he plays that, that we can make the full clip play out where he throws a pick and we get it right away. Like, that's what I'm looking for well, one of these let times. Me, well, let me hear. we would have to win at some point, Chris. There you go. I'll let you have it. Well, it's up to you, boys. Now you've put me in this spot, so now it's up to you to intercept the ball it's here. Up to Chris, I know, I know, I had one. I know, I know who where I stand in this world. Okay, so mine, mine is about passing yard performances in playoff history. That's oh, okay. my category. Okay, uh, Tom Brady owns the two highest passing totals in a single game in the Super Bowl. I am omitting Super Bowl performances. From the category. So in the rest of the playoffs, the top 10 individual passing performance games in the history of the NFL, I'm going to give you three teams that have multiple performers on this list. Two of them are factual and one of them is false. Okay. Okay. Multiple performance, multiple performance players. No multiple performances. Super Bowl doesn't have to be multiple players. Multiple performances, right? Because same player could do it twice. Okay. Okay. In the playoff, that first part about Tom Brady was that was the true part. Tom Brady does have the two greatest passing totals in the history of the. That was the soliloquy. That was soliloquy at the beginning. Okay. All right. I can tell you, Brady passed for five hundred five against the Eagles, and he passed for four sixty six against the Falcons in consecutive years. And those are the two highest passing game totals in the history of the Super Bowl. That is factual. So okay. I just said that because I took those two out of the equation. So there are no Super Bowl performances included in this. Okay. So AFC and NFC playoffs, history of the game. These three teams have multiple spots in the top 10 of playoff single game passing yardage. Two of them are factual. One of them is incorrect. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I feel like the Browns is the bait. The Browns is You're the always bait. looking for the bait, though, and I hate that that's the mindset you have going into these. Why would why Kyle wants us to pick the Browns? I'm almost just going to eliminate it immediately. 
So it's the Steelers, the Colts, and the Browns. So the Colts would have to be Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. And what is this volume of yards? Like, what is, it's, is that? It's, what vo- the- it's volume of yards. Okay, and it does not include the Super Bowl, or it does. Does not, does not include the Super Bowl. Can you give me the three teams again. <sighs> Gentlemen, we have a problem. Oh no, he did the thing. He did, the, did thing. the thing. That's a win for Joe. We did it. Do we have three truths? I'm not going to tell you what oh, is wrong. Oh, let's go. But there, there is no way for you to get a correct answer. Let's go, Joe. That's a big win dub for us to start the year. You hate no, to you see don't. it. You hate I gotta tell to you, you don't it. hate to see it at all. You'd love to see it. Let's freaking go, dude. <laughs> Not the worst in that moment. I was I was supposed I was supposed to tell you the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, and the Green Bay Packers was what I was supposed to tell you. But you didn't. But I did. Well, I eliminated the Browns. I was never guessing the Browns. (laughs) I think we can carry on here. If one of those is a lie. Right, because there there is a world in which there was more than one wrong answer, too. Joe. I think we can carry on here. If if you're good, I'm good. Or do we just get wins? I'll take the wins. If we both get, you get wins, screwed, I'm he's screwed up. Wins. We both get a win. I, I don't care. Or you can use this to your advantage and, and answer the question. All right, I'll, I'll play, but I'm playing under protest. Steelers, Colts, and Packers. No. One. No. Steelers, Steelers Browns, Packers, Browns. And Steelers, Browns, and Packers. Oh, Browns are still in the mix. Okay. I, I I think it might be the Packers because I feel like they play a lot of games at home and it's cold and they probably don't throw the ball a ton. Browns is the bait. I'm leaving it at that. Maybe you could apply the same logic to Steelers, but I feel like Ben had some big, big playoff performances. Yards. Joe, I just wanted to take the dub and move on. You've now put us in this. I respect the integrity of the game here. I've given you more information because I incorrectly presented the information. I respect the integrity of the game that Joe wants to continue to play on. He's not just calling this I a gimme putt. Yeah, I'll tell. Packers locking in. I'm not taking the Browns. You can take the Browns if you want to. I'm not going down pa- like that. Packers locking in. You are both correct. It is the Green Bay Packers. See, this is why the integrity of the game. You keep play on. Right. So uh, let's acknowledge the players from each of these teams, uh, including the uh, Indianapolis Colts that had one performance by Peyton Manning and one performance by Andrew Luck. So they've had two performances in the top 10 of playoffs, not including Super Bowls. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, 501 in the wild card against the Browns in 2021, believe it or not, of all years. The 2021 version of Ben Roethlisberger has the second most passing yards in playoff game in playoff history and the most that's not in the Super Bowl. Um, it can't be that many 500-yard passing games. It's, right? like, it's Ben and Tom, and that's it. Geez. There's two. And Ben threw four picks in the in the one that he had in 2021. <laughs> and then okay. in 2018 in the divisional round, he put 469 on the Jaguars in a loss. So those Pittsburgh with two, Indianapolis with two. Uh, the Cleveland Browns also have two. Uh, you have Bernie Kosar against the Jets in 87 for 489. And then any guesses on the other name? Vinny Testaverde or... Wait. They had a rando guy. You thinking of um, Derek Anderson? No. I don't think he got to the playoffs. Though, I don't think they, they did. No, they, they won 10 games. They went 10 and six and missed the playoffs in 2008. Who? No, he was with Bruce Arians. Who's that quarterback? You know what I'm talking about? Pass for like stupid amount of yards. I don't know. Kel- it's Kelly Holcomb. That's who it is. It's Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb is indeed. Yeah. The other passer, the other Browns quarterback, he passed for 429 in 2003 against the Steelers in the wild card round. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, 2010, that overtime game against the Cardinals, he passed for 423 yards. He is the only Green Bay Packer performer in the top 10 of non-Super Bowl performances. Wow. Who's going next? 
Uh, Chris Schubert. Okay. I've got three statements for you about uh, fourth quarter comebacks. Statement number one. Hmm. The quarterback with the most fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history is Peyton Manning with 43. Statement number two. The quarterback with the most fourth quarter comebacks among active quarterbacks is Matt Ryan with 38. The third statement. There are two quarterbacks who have the most fourth quarter comebacks in a single season. The number is eight, and it's been done by Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford. Oh, man. Okay. I feel like Stafford did have... Okay, Cousins probably had it this year. That probably did happen. Yes. And I think Stafford did it at some point. I really do. I'm inclined to think that one is true as well. So, Peyton Manning has the most of all time, and the current active player is Matt Ryan. Isn't the... This feels like a Derek Carr I was going to say that the Derek Carr fourth quarter comebacks is the... I'm worried that that's the facilitator of of the catalyst of all of this information or that it is, Joe, as you said, the bait. Because I know Carr is up there on the list of active quarterbacks. And you had said something recently about him not really putting bait out there. So maybe that inspired him to do it. Is there any chance we're forgetting low-hanging fruit on any of this? Well, I'm assuming that Tom Brady's not an active player. Okay, but is is Tom? Does he have more fourth quarter comebacks than Peyton? All time in the history of the NFL in a single season. In a is it a single season or career? career. Or it's career. Time? It's career. Sorry. If it's a career, I think I think Tom would have more comebacks than Peyton Manning. I would think so too. What's the other one? Statement number two. Excuse you. The quarterback with the most fourth quarter comebacks among active quarterbacks is Matt Ryan with 38. It's probably true. It's either him or Derek Carr, I feel like. Or Stafford. Or Stafford. Okay, so I think this comes down to, I think our best chance is that Brady has more than Manning. And so Peyton Manning as the active leader in fourth or the all-time leader in fourth quarter comebacks, I think that's a lie. I think it's not Peyton Manning. Well, I think it's Tom Brady. Are you locked in? Yeah. I have to follow you because you you guys got it right. So I have to follow you. So I will oh, be one is the lies. The rest well. of the month, uh, you well, put Kyle not on the, the rest back of foot, today. Joe. It's very good. Today I'm going to. This is all strategic, right? Like we're playing the Game of Thrones here. <laughs> Chaos is a ladder. We, there's a bunch of L's going all across the board. So I got to stay with you. Hmm. I can't fall two in the hole to Joe Marino. So one is the lie. Lock it in for both of you. Yes, yeah, I feel right. it's a coin toss between one and two, but one is the lie. Lock we'll go. In. We'll go from three to one. Then the lie. We'll go from three to one. There are two. There are two quarterbacks who have the most fourth quarter comebacks in a single season. Those two are Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford. Guys had it right. Kirk Cousins. The, the, he was the uh, the impetus for this idea. I saw a stat today. He did it eight times last year and tied the record that Stafford had. So that is a yeah, true statement. Just a dumb amount of one score wins. The quarterback with the most fourth quarter comebacks among active QBs is Matt Ryan with thirty eight. I took a little bit of creative liberty here with this one, because if you go to Pro Football Reference and you look at active leaders in fourth quarter comebacks. They still have Tom Brady at number one with 46. I said, no, I'm not going to get my friends that way. That's not fair. The retirement paperwork has been filed. He is not an active quarterback anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. So Chris. he's gone. Number two on the list, who would now be the actor number one, is Matt Ryan with 38. That is a true statement. So I was not going to try to hoodwink you guys. I tried to play with some integrity. Integrity of the game. The number one statement, the quarterback with the most fourth, fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history is Peyton Manning with 43. That is the lie. He does have 43. It's good for number two, Tom Brady, number one with 46. Let's go, Joe. I thought it was to to a victory here. I thought it was ridiculous to label Tom Brady as an active quarterback. It is. Uh, They've got to update the record. So I I took some creative liberty and just removed him from the list. Give you two quotes here to get into mine. Uh, One is a quote from New York Jets head coach Robert Sala, who said the objective really, huh? Bobby Sala. Yeah, he said this. The objective really for the entire D-line is to not have any of them play more than 40 snaps in a game. That's the goal. 
We have so much of our D line that if you can go four plays in a row or play at 90%, then you are BSing on the field. In our mind, you're not executing the technique as it's designed. (laughs) Jonathan Gannon, Arizona head coach. It's really one of our secret sauces referring to defensive line rotation. I do think it's one of the major reasons that we had the production that we have this year is because guys are playing less, they're fresher, they go in and they can compete at a high level. So we are talking defensive line snap, snap counts. counts and rotation okay. this year. Yep. Ready? Yep. Three statements. <clears throat> one of these is not true. It's your job to figure out which one that is. Number one, Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, and Kayvon Thibodeau were all top five picks in the 2022 NFL That's draft. a fact. That's, that's, that's a true a statement. True. That's true. 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 <clears throat> We'll eliminate that one. All three averaged at least 50 snaps per game as rookies. Okay. Number two. Number two. Max Crosby is the only player in the NFL classified as a defensive interior player or edge player, according to PFF. So like legit defensive line, not off ball linebackers that averaged more than 60 snaps per game in 2022. So Max Crosby, the only player in the NFL that averaged more than 60 snaps per game in 2022. Number three, the Miami Dolphins were the only team in the NFL to have three players classified as a defensive interior player edge for PFF that averaged more than 50 snaps per game. Okay, Chris, here's what I can tell you about the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, Christian Wilkins played 955 snaps this year defensively. Okay, so I, I I think we could use them. I could use my calculator here. I can tell you Zach Sealer played 877 snaps defensively. So my question, or those are both, the thing those I have both to, over 50. Uh, the thing that we have to decide is, is Jalen Phillips. And I'm inclined to believe the answer is yes. I don't think he missed any games. Jalen Phillips, I would be inclined to say also played in excess. Okay. So I would say the Dolphins are definitely on the list of over 50 with three players. The question will be if any other team is in excess of three. I would be inclined to think no, because the, the Dolphins interior guys played a crazy amount of snaps. My gut said number one was the lie when when we read it. So what was the what was the number that was it's Joe, it's over 50, 50 per game. Yeah, that all three Walker, Hutchinson and Thibodeau averaged at least 50 snaps per game as rookies. All three of them. Per game. Per game. Yep. So this would like if somebody didn't play in five games, right? They it. would only it's active games okay. that they played in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think KT missed did he miss a couple of games at the beginning? So that okay. would not count against him. KT's the one that makes me a little shaky on this, Chris. He's the person that I circled as he might be the person that brings this to being a lie. You know what? You know what? This is aggressive, but it's the first of the month. It's the first time we're doing this. I'm going to put Kyle on the back foot. Once the lie, lock it in. (laughs) Now you're making Kyle. He he, he follows suit or is he going to do his own thing? Here's the thing. I know Chris. Chris's track record on two truths and a lie is a little different than Joe Marino's. <laughs> Wait, I'm not good at this either. You, you, I remember what Chris's record was for 2022. Okay. Oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Can you repeat statement number two, please? Yeah, Max Crosby, the only player in the NFL that is a defensive interior edge player that averaged more than 60 snaps. You know what? I'll take the field there. I'm going number two is the lie. Lock me in. This is fun. This is fun. Because we're both wrong and it's number three. (laughs) Well, let's start with Kyle Krabs. Let's get this out of the way. Max Crosby, Kyle thinks is the only player in the NFL classified. Well, it's not good that I'm going first here. Well, you think, no, you think that there's somebody else, right? You think there's somebody else. Yes. You're wrong. You're wrong. That's it. Max Crosby, uh, the only one, 63.6 snaps per game. Nobody else topped that. The next close is Brian Burns, 59. Uh, So he's the only player in the league that averaged over 60. Let's find out if uh, let's find out if Chris. Chris, I'm telling you, we're uh, both wrong, and another team has more than. Then that's fine, and that's and that's fine. 
Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, KT, all top five picks, all averaged at least 50 snaps per game as rookies. They all did it. So the lie was number three. The Miami Ooh. Dolphins, the only team in the NFL with three players on the D-line that average over 50 snaps per game. That's true. The Dolphins are part of that, Kyle. You identified the three players, Sealer, Wilkins, and um, Phillips. Uh, Phillips. But the New York Giants with Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Leonard Williams also. Wow. So two had. interior guys and an edge guy as well. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. That so, is very fascinating. Well, there you go. Well done, Joe. The part I think we have we had that Joe, yet where we had Joe, you got Joe, two, you had the perfect week. Wow. In in the best possible way, too. Because I, I got you on both of my truths. Wow. True. What a historic day here on the So Joe the Joe is two and oh. Joe is two and oh with a perfect week. Kyle and I are one and one, but it's still anybody's game. It's great. Well, that's good. You know what I'm I'll say this. I know we gotta get out of here. I had originally planned on the lie being this to bait Kyle. And I'm glad I didn't do it. I was going to say Max Crosby and Christian Wilkins were the only two players in the NFL to average over 60 snaps per game. But you, for some ungodly reason, knew the exact amount of snaps that Christian Wilkins played. Like, how and why do you know that? Well, I'm an encyclopedia of knowledge. I don't think I could tell you one <laughs> one player in the NFL how many snaps they uh, play. Yeah, nine fifty five for Christian and uh, eight seventy seven for for Jalen Phillips or, or for uh, Zach Sealer. And I think Jalen Phillips was around eight hundred and fifty. Uh, Jalen Phillips, since we're here, would you say eight fifty? Nine oh one. Nine okay. Is that include special team snaps? Oh, that include that actually includes the playoffs. Yeah, so you're probably right. Oh, it probably oh, okay, is okay, okay. Yeah, well, that's gonna do it for us here today on the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks for your friends over Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We will talk with you on Monday. Take care. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the NFL combine. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you were at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.